I am Pam Partington, and this is my podcast, Never a Dull Friend. I've got a better podcast opening coming at you, but for sake of just getting it out there, this is it for now. So come sit down, be a fly on the wall, and listen to some of the cool conversations I have with my friends. Learn how to human a bit. So let's get to it. Hi, and welcome to the second episode. I am so excited because this is the Valentine's Day themed episode. So we're going to be talking all about dating, sex, all of that. And I have a really exciting um, guest with me today. And it's someone that I talk a lot about this stuff with <laughs> via, you know, voice messaging and um, DMs all over the place. This person is a person I admire so much. I met while working at Nike's Girl Effect. They um, have inspired me to never leave home without pocket chicken nuggets and that um, I can always wear glitter or sequins anywhere. It is Shannon O'Malley. <laughs> pocket chicken nuggets, purse snacks, always. Purse snacks, always. Don't leave the house without them. Man, I Shannon had a birthday once and I <laughs> showed up and she had like a really like she was at the bar waiting for something and I see her pull out of her pocket like a little chicken nugget <laughs> was in my purse I didn't have pockets in those oh. um sequin shorts <laughs> for some reason I thought you had them that was just pocket nuggets so pocket nuggets. yeah so this is Shannon we share a mutual um life of uh being single entrepreneurial women and just navigating the dating the world of dating during post all, you know, even prior to COVID and our stories tend to sometimes I like to call, uh, my friend, one of my friends and I call when like people are, when we, when me and her are going through like the same thing at the same time, we call it paralleling. <laughs> and, uh, mm -hmm. I feel like we, we have that happen a lot. Um, and so we're just, uh, it's, a uh, it's one of those things. It's also really great because Shannon and I, um, Shannon's that friend you, what you, people out there may have a friend like this. She's that friend where you're like, so we're planning to do this one very simple thing. Like we're just going to go to a bar and get a drink <laughs> and then go for a, a little walk. And it's just going to be lovely. We'll get to bed early. <laughs> well, the combination of me and Shannon, <laughs> it never happens that way. <laughs> Shannon, last time, what, did the, what, what happened when we did that? <laughs> I don't know about last time, but a memorable time. I'm thinking of the pants night. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have like a very healing reconnection. It was a summer night. It was like after it was like, like, hey, we're out of COVID. Like, not really. You know, was it was not like, the timing. It was kind of like we I hadn't, see, we hadn't seen each no other sense. since. I actually, yeah. sure. <laughs> so I think it was our first time seeing each other since like, I mean, you were like the first person to get COVID that I knew. Oh, that part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very trendy immune system. <laughs> As we've discussed. <laughs> but yeah, um, Shannon, we were meeting somewhere and Shannon wore these love, just like they were brightly colored pants. Yeah. And uh, why don't you tell them what happened? <laughs> well, I can't totally recall how it's like. In my mind, this is like 
five, six, seven years ago. Like time makes no sense, but <laughs> I do remember it was warm out. I remember sitting outside at a bar waiting for you and you like couldn't find parking or something. And before you even showed up, I had to message you like, uh oh, <laughs> we have company because some gentleman had come up and like seen me. I think I was already like sipping on some bubbles waiting for you and can't just, you know, mind my own business. And he started chatting and I think he had invited himself to come sit with us. <laughs> I feel like this is what happened. And then yeah, he arrived. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I remember um, like, we just ended up like the, 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 you know, we just wanted to have time with ourselves. And at one point yeah. he told us he wanted to put babies in us. I remember that. Yes. That's a frequent comment. <laughs> you look like you would breed well. Okay, cool. And so <laughs> then, I mean, like, you know, normal people would probably be like, all right, like, piss off dude like go no I'm pretty sure I asked him I was like hey I'm meeting up with my girl like can we get some time and this was after like the first round of drinks and I thought he would be on his way yeah and then I feel I feel like we ended up (laughs) we ended up at like uh going out with his boys who were a bunch of very kind like orth like orthopedic like dentists and oral surgeons there was an there was an orthodontist in the mix yeah it was just and they were all like I'm not hitting on you I have a wife yeah, they were very clear. It was so funny. So that was that was another night. That was one time. And then I was a uh, a wing woman, third wheel for, well, Shannon one time. <laughs> I had to go, th- I love you, but I don't love you that much to be, to attend a Dan and Shay concert. <laughs> I didn't know who they were, honestly. <laughs> I had no idea who they were. Shannon, uh, Shannon you can see uh, yeah, she, uh, Shannon, I, I was working one day and she's like, do you like the band like El Camino or something? And I was thinking, oh, maybe she has tickets. And I was like, oh, I don't know they're okay. And she's like, met this guy on Raya. He's like the band manager. And, you know, we, he was great. We had a lot of fun. He gave you tickets. You want to go to this concert tonight? <laughs> and so Shannon and I end up on a cut. Like we, that night was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. I don't listen to that type of music at all, but I was like, oh, Free tickets. Yeah. Pam, great. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Shenanigans yeah. time. <laughs> oh man. We ended up at a strip club. We were in I I tried oh, always. I, I tried a rip uh ranch water. <laughs> Basically. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Yeah. We you got invited to a stripper's Halloween party. I did. We still follow each other on Instagram. She's super sweet. <laughs> so basically I'm saying Shannon's this friend where she is not a dull friend whatsoever. <laughs> It's like, but I don't know if it's more like the powers of us combined. Yeah. Cause I'm just I'm like, going to go with that because I don't feel like I'm an instigator. Like I genuinely want a mellow night of let's just have a cocktail and catch up or like go on a walk or it doesn't even have to involve alcohol. Like we can truly just go to, go to a dance class. Like there are so many activities that I'm down for, but whenever it's you, it's like always a little bit of chaos in the best yeah. way in the um, best way yeah we always end up we, uh, we end up having such a we end up having stories and um now that we're not like currently Shannon's in the nomadic lifestyle so it's like we have Instagram DMs and memes you know we're also that friend you all have that friend out there that you send posts to that remind you and ours tend to you know go <laughs> they tend to relate with like sex masturbation you know that type of stuff because those things are important. They're very important. Oh, man, Extremely so important. 
this is a pre-recording for uh, Valentine's Day. So a lot of the people out there listening, um, you know, they could be single people, you know, stressing about not having a date. What do you, have you ever taken yourself? Like, have you get, like, could you give a suggestion on the best self date you could take yourself on or do for yourself? Self date. I'm going to pause right there and decouple Valentine's Day and a self date, because I think even in like the one time in my life, I was in a relationship. Like we didn't do Valentine's day. That's mostly because I was like a college athlete and we always had like tournaments that weekend. But, um, I really don't like the holiday. Um, I love, love, I love celebrating the people I love and the Valentine's day pressure on all yeah. sides is just, it's not it. It's not it. Um, I love that. But I, I, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I was, cause I was gonna say, like, I think there's a lot of pressure to have a person and you get so like spit up on social media. It can make, so I'm kind of hoping that the goal of this podcast is to debunk that. So I'm glad you're going on that, yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. And also I feel even for people that are in relationships, like there's so much pressure to go out and do like the most on Valentine's day. And my love language is quality time. So an ideal date would not be going out and spending hella money on, you know, an upriced restaurant or, you know, I buy myself flowers all the time and Mm -hmm. February they double instantly. I'm like, wait, but I buy roses for myself. Like on a very consistent basis. And now they're, they're going to be twice as much like February is the month I don't buy myself flowers. Um, so, you know, capitalism, but (laughs) I'm all about the dates, the solo dates. Um, I take myself out all the time, especially, you know, I've lived in a lot of different places alone. Um, I've had to get really comfortable from a really early age, taking myself out, eating alone. And I really enjoy it. And it's, it's great. Like I'll go to concerts by myself. I'll take myself out for a nice dinner beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love uh, that. I am also like, I love cooking. So like probably my favorite like self date, right. Is going grocery shopping, buying myself some flowers, cooking my cooking dinner for myself. And then like, I don't know, watching a movie or yeah. lighting some candles and reading a book. Like, I, I don't know. That. I feel like dating yourself is like, it's weird to like think of it as a date. Cause this is just kind of how I live my life. Like if I'm alone, which <laughs> yeah. is often like very often, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm enjoying it and I'm, I have music on, I have candles on. Like, I feel like I live a very sensual lifestyle on purpose. Um, and I mean, so you have, that- you have to, because then you, yeah. you're not, you're doing it for yourself. Like we, you and I had a conversation the other day about Shannon and I are both big advocates of like having a like, and I call it like a, a good solid, like armor of lingerie and for oh, yourself, yeah. like don't buy lingerie for him or her or them buy it for you. And then when you wear it underneath, you like, I don't know. I always feel like it's a superpower. Like I'm like, wow, I look like, and then when you would like, take off your own clothes, you're like stripping for yourself. And it's yeah, hot. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Cause I feel like I live two very different personas right like I am an athlete to the core so nine times out of ten I'm in a sports bra like let's be real and there is just a comfort that I have in that and I enjoy that but there is a an appreciation for beautiful underwear and lace and all of that that I can also yeah get 
behind. And so I feel really mixed because like what we were saying is like, yeah, I invest in quality lingerie. I invest in like things that make me feel good and it's for myself. It's not for, because, well, let's be real. It's not because I'm showing that to many people. Yeah. I mean, I mean maybe that'll change. I don't know. <laughs> do you ever think I, this comes across my mind all the time that, and I'm conflicted with it. So I'm interested to see your point of view about it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever think that you're, because I, you're hyper, like being so independent and loving yourself even drives men away at all that you're trying to date. I get very conflicted mm-hmm. about that. Like, cause it's like, well, if they're into it, then like, it won't matter if they like you or not, but right. there's also like, I've heard from different, you know, different kind of like feminine coach and not coaches, but people that talk about like coming and leaving room for a man to be there for you. What are your thoughts on all that? Ooh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. I feel like, you know, I've been single for over 10 years, right? Like I've had situationships, but no exclusive committed, like we're doing this type of deal with anyone. And so I've really struggled with that in the sense of, I am very independent. I have my own shit going on. I've built a life. I've cultivated a life that I love. And ultimately I want to have a partner as part of that, that adds to it. Right. Same 1000 at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're both really aligned on that. And it's also kind of getting to the point. I was like, well, will I be able to accommodate for someone else? Like I'm good. Well, you know, we're seeing (laughs) this, we're seeing this very common. I'm sorry that I'm like, uh, yeah, we're seeing that it's really common, especially even with men too. Right. Like we're, um, I read this book called everyone should be a millionaire by Rachel Rogers. And I had no idea that women couldn't have bank accounts. Like I'm going to probably get the year wrong, but like in the 1940s, women still had to like be on their, like they couldn't hold money. Like they couldn't have their own separate bank account and then they couldn't have their own credit card until the 1970s. So having a partner was essential to be able to live. Whereas it was an economic situation. Like there's this really good book called all the single ladies. And it really takes you on that, that timeline of like, most women have had to get married for their own, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say livelihood, but they needed it because there was no option for them to live alone or live single. And it's only been a generation or two that women have been able to successfully live independently and like not out of, you know, like dire situations. And so I feel like that's been a recalibration among men and women of like, men didn't have to do much. They just had to kind of show up and women had to, I don't want to say settle, but the men were providing the finances and the women couldn't really ask for much more that. Yeah. I think you could say settling because it was like, you know, get having food to feed yourself. You know, it's like, it was a survival in a sense. And I think that's why you get so many people that but it's interesting when you talk to people who are older, um, like much older, they're, they're kind of, they created a, um, I think that they got used to not standing up for themselves. Cause they're like, well, if I don't, if I don't, or if I do, like I could lose everything I have and be on the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it really created this, um, very 
it, it created this kind of thing that women can't speak up for themselves and say what they want. And then they have to like, you know, have abuse and all that stuff. And it's, it just, it's, in, I, we're in such a different, I think men are shell-shocked <laughs> on what's appropriate and what isn't right now. And it's interesting in the dating scene. Cause like when I've gone on dates, do most men pay for you on dates? Like what's your what's your whole thing on that? Do you like when they pay for you or do you like splitting it? What what do you think about that? I go through phases. I feel like, you know, in my 20s, for sure, it was more of like, let's split because most of us are broke anyway. <laughs> um, recently, I've been embracing people paying more, paying for me and not trying to call it even. You Man, know, that, that one's so that one's so hard because you do the fake like. I'm going to put, I'm going to pull out my card because I'm, I'm happy to pay, but then they're fine. And like, I still do that move, even though I'm like, they totally want to pay for me, but I like, it's important. It's so weird. It's like this thing that to prove that I'm, am self-efficient, even though Mm -hmm. men want to take care of you. I mean, and we're also talking from a cis, a cis, you know, a hetero, hetero relationship thing. So if anyone out there is not that it's just, we're, we're talking from what we have experienced. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I mean, it's a case-by-case basis. I kind of fill out the vibe. If someone offers to pay, usually I'll say like, hey, do you want to split? Especially if it's like a more expensive meal. And most of the times it, it's a no. And then I like, it's a very generous offer. Um, recently, I've had some guys just be like, who have you been dating? Like, why are you even, <laughs> why are you even offering? Like, you know, and that it's been very generous and something that had, was making me uncomfortable at first because there's also a lot of stigma of like, oh, if a guy pays for dinner, then you're obligated to go home with him or like that sort of conditioning that I think we both grew up with. That's not the case. And I mean, I hope it's not the case. Um, I know I had so a guy one. I don't know. Yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead. I, I one time had a guy take me out to like a really nice restaurant and I had only ever hung out with him one time. And it was like a place where like, it's like a $300 meal. Like he went to the bathroom and I looked at the the check. Cause I'm like, what's the damage here? And he had said beforehand, I've always wanted to go to this restaurant. I just don't want, I, he didn't want to go alone. So he made sure. it very clear that like, it was very clear, like I'm paying for this because this is something I would have done without you anyway. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, then I felt at the time I hadn't, I was not in a good place to set a boundary of like, I'm not going home with you. And like, I felt like I had, I had to go home with him because he had just dropped like $300 on a really nice meal. And mm-hmm. it just sucks that, you know, there are men that aren't like that, you know, I don't think, if I think if I would have set a boundary, he probably would have been fine with it. But like at the time, you know, this was probably like seven years, seven or eight years ago. Like I didn't have that sort of ability to do that. Yeah. I mean, I always want to be able to offer to pay, whether that's a full meal or half. I think we've talked about this too, of just putting yourself in situations where you can take care of yourself if you need to, but the hope is that your date will pay or you will split or whatever that looks like. Um, I know I never date when I don't have, um, if I was like, when I was broke dating, I like, if I, if I know I can't pay for like at least both the drinks or at least my drink, like if I don't have anything, I won't go on a date because also there's like, I'm just like, well, then I'm going to be sitting there. I don't want to be that person. Cause I know what's common. I actually have a friend who's sister lives in New York. And I know that uh, Aziz Ansari, when he had his master of none series, mm-hmm. um, there were women who will go out with guys just to get food. Oh like, yeah. It's such a thing. It's such a thing. 
um I have one of my best friends lives in New York and her husband is always encouraging me to go like go on dates regardless of like where I am in the world and he's like don't ever take out your wallet you if you're out there you're dating you're putting yourself out there the least they could do is like pay for your meal which is like kind and it's nice to hear from a male's perspective I've also had someone say talking about the financial cost it is for women to prepare for dates and she says think about how many times you have to spend or like how much money you spend every time you get your nails done every time you get your hair done every time you get waxed every time you like purchase a new outfit she's like all of that goes into your aesthetic and now we're getting like super transactional and I I personally don't think this like detailed about it it's like yeah I've never thought about it that way yeah like am I gonna shower before a date probably but am I gonna put in like hundreds of dollars getting ready for it probably not and but also like I'm about experience. And so it doesn't matter like how much a date costs, how much dinner is like, I'd be so great. Just like getting a corn dog and <laughs> sitting in the park. Oh my God. Like, I'm going to, man, I have actually, this is a fun, a fun game to play or question to play. <laughs> what, what's the worst date you've ever been on? Oh my God. Worst date. Yeah. Like, and why was it bad? Like what made it the worst date that you ever went on? <laughs> No, I have a lot of entertaining stories. I don't want to say like good or bad. They just, I feel like. That might be the better way of actually framing it, but what's the most like, or it could be more I'm like t- shocking, like, shocking or kind of like shocking. you never, or never experienced something like that before. Cause I have an answer for that for, for when I, when I answer. <laughs> I feel like I might need you to go first. I don't honestly, I feel like, so I've been dating pretty actively for almost a decade, right? Like I was on Tinder, like beta version. Um, and so I feel like I've had a lot of dates. I haven't had a lot of bad dates and I feel really grateful for that. I can't even like think of one that's like, there's nothing that comes to mind when someone's like, oh, what was your worst date? And maybe that's just it's really a situational lucky. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely very lucky, but I hear all these horror stories like about, I've heard- you know, like online dating or dating in person. I mean, I've had some like really unfortunate situations happen, but I can't say they were ever like, there was ever like a bad date, but I'm yeah. going to think on this and I'll, I'll let you well, share so your story. Mine was that I definitely, this was like when I was doing some dating, like in 2021, where it was like post COVID, like, I just want to go out and everyone like, just meet. got like, just want- the vibe was like, everyone just got out of prison. Like it yeah. was it was wild. And it was like, like gonna, gonna, and I think that that might've, cause I had never had the experience of having a bad date either, but this mm-hmm. was just, I mean, there was a couple of like things I could have, that were red flaggy that I could have been like, Pam don't, but, um, I'll get to that. Uh, I had gone on a date with this guy and we just, you know, coffee is always a good first date, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's low commitment. Like it's like, you know, it's the, I, my friend Sky calls first dates date zeros because they're like, they're not the first date. They're like, can I, do I like this person? Like yeah. we're just having a drink or a coffee and it's non-committal. You are probably only going to be there an hour. Um, it's just a way to be like, are you, are you, are we cool? You know? Um, and, and it was like, nice. It was fine. Like, I remember I was going to go to a comedy show later that day, but like he, but the one thing is he didn't wait for me to get there. He already got his coffee and was sitting down and it's like, oh, Okay. He's like, well, I was saving the table. Like an informational interview. <laughs> yeah. It was super weird. And I, you know, he was, he was good energy. I, I needed a little more time to like suss it out, but he was like, 
fine. Like I was like, okay, I could, you know, he's kind of cute. Like I could go out and with him again. And then he got like immediately, and I, you'll when I start talking about him, you're gonna know because you we talked about this person. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up like as soon as I was like, oh, it'd be cool to hang out again. He became just the biggest like text, and I do not do well with people sending me like the longest text messages. Like, send me a voice message. Like, don't send me. Sure. I mean, he sent me like fifteen paragraph text, like one text bubble of like fifteen paragraphs or however long you know a, a phone allows you to, and it would be like an email of like you know he wanted to talk on the phone at night, and I'm just like, this didn't like we went on one date, like. I'm recalling the situation. Yeah. And then like we went, then we ended up going to like a a jazz festival and he thought, oh, are you going to dress up for it? I'm like, no, Hmm. like this is, it's an outside summertime jazz festival. Like that's not how this works. And he brought along, I remember like driving and I I think I really didn't want to go and I just didn't say it. And he picked me up and I was really excited because I had landed a client that day that was going to save my whole year. Like I was like, I have a, like an anchor client situation. I was, and I was talking a lot about it because I was really excited and he kept like re it was clear. He wasn't really listening to me talk. He kept re-asking me questions because he was thinking so much more about what he wanted to say. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just nervous. Like, you know, I can read people pretty easily. And then he brings, he thought we were just, we were going to like talk and like, he brought this game called like under the skin in beneath the skin something where you ask very vulnerable questions to people and look them in the eyes and ask oh, them. I've seen these on the internet. And I was just like, <laughs> I've, I've known you less than a week. Like, and then he, he, the, the funniest thing was the, the text that he sent me the next morning, which was right at the time that I had, he's like, so when do you usually get up in the morning? And he sent it right at like, when I'm like, Oh, I'm usually up around this time. But it was just like, he kind of missed, he had decided that this, he, he was so upset that the date didn't go as planned. And I think it was because mm-hmm. I was so dismissive. And so, so people out there, if you're on a date, like you can't have expectations for how it's going to go. So I think for me, I, my bad in that was I did not listen to my gut feeling of, I don't want to go on this date. This person yeah. went me the wrong way. They are being very um, kind of controlling and anxious attachment like. Mm-hmm. And again, we came out of a pandemic. People don't know, people kind of forgot how to read rooms. Like, and I got a lot of, a lot of skills. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even myself, I didn't have a, I didn't know how to set a boundary with it where I could have been like, oh, like, no, I'm not interested. And sure. it was just like, that was probably, it wasn't like it was a horrible date, but it was just one where I was very challenged. I had never had something, I had never experienced someone who was that uptight and that um, controlling kind of. And like, I remember he gave me a fountain pen and some flowers and he told me the flowers were from a free pile. And then he was like, oh, okay. don't worry. The fountain pen's not as expensive as mine. What? That is just, unusual behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was so like, a, a, not bad, but more like, this is the strangest thing I've ever gone on. Yeah. I was so worried. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, I really wish he didn't know where I, cause he picked me up for the date. And I was like, Oh, uh, that's the fucking worst is like the safety that we have to think, consider every single time someone wants to pick us up or send us home in an Uber or meet us. Like I have to give to cross streets now because it's just, there's yeah. been one too many times where I've slipped up and I'm like, Oh yeah, meet me 
outside of the building yeah they don't know where my exact apartment is but it doesn't matter and like it's just it's not fair and like it's just like I don't think men understand to a degree how much work and like it's not just like oh I'm meeting this person it's like okay I have to think of my safety is this person Mm -hmm. like mentally stable like are they you know a serial killer like I mean there's it's not it makes it makes dating really stressful (laughs) it does and I mean I know you probably do this with your girlfriends and I'm like very active about keeping my location shared with multiple people and I have to every time I go on a date let I let at least two people know I'm going out they have my location and like if my girlfriends don't hear from me by the next morning, they're like, yo, you good. And it's a thing like, and it can be really stressful. And, you know, it's, uh, I actually like talked about it recently with someone and we had gone on a date and I was like checking my phone. I was like, sorry, my girl's just checking on me. Cause I usually don't take my phone out if I'm on a date. Like I just yeah, like to keep it tucked away. But you know, if things are going longer than expected, like I have people like for safety reasons, not because I want to gossip or, you know, do a full download after every date. It's more, it truly is just a safety thing. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we've come to that, but it's, it's important to have your squad. I mean, I have a friend who always is like, text me when you get home. Like, it's like the Mm -hmm. main thing that she says, even if it's just like, you know, I'm not on a date. I just met up with her. She wants to know that I got home. Okay. So having like your, your people, it's so important. And yeah, I've, I share the location and I also give a, I actually screenshot a picture of the person I'm going on the date with and send mm, it to one person sorry. just, just to like, be like, this is the person that who, this is who they are, blah, blah, blah. This is their phone number. I actually sometimes give, if it's, if I'm kind of like, I don't generally give the phone number, but it's just like, if I'm kind of feeling like I need to just have some extra set of safety here, Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of things to consider. So like, um, you know go ahead (laughs) so I actually okay like I said I don't feel like I've had a lot of bad dates I had one wild date a few it was pre-pandemic and I don't know if I ever told you about this it was obviously like a very brief encounter we met after work on like a weekday had a great time like two days later he followed up and wanted to go on a double date and we ended up going to like this boxing match which I was like down for I ended up bringing my sister with me. (laughs) So we're on this date. He had one of his homies with him. It was fine. Like I had a great time with him the first time. I was like, you know, I feel like when you're dating, you're just gathering information. At least that's how I hold it. Like I'm not making any snap judgments unless my intuition is like, no, run. Like you're just kind of feeling people out. You're feeling how you feel around them. You're learning about each other. And so after the boxing match, we ended up like going and getting drinks. And then him and his homie did a bunch of mushrooms in the car. <laughs> and I like had never dabbled in anything. So he's like, you should just do them. It would be fun. I'm like, one, I don't even know your last name. Two, like, I'm not trying to get a bunch, like, I'm trying to get some tonight. Like, I don't need to go on a trip. Like, this is just, this is not gonna. That's like the last drug you would. I mean, (laughs) I've never had sex on mushrooms and I don't know if my body would ever allow me to do that. Like, yeah, I have. You you hadn't even figured out what his favorite color was yet. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, we might've, if we did mushrooms and we would have a lot of favorite (laughs) colors, but it was wild. And then 
my sister's like, I'm going to dip. And I was like, okay, well, I was still like interested in this dude, regardless of the fact that he had just taken a bunch of mushrooms. And then we go to a strip club because this is a common theme with me. Apparently we end up at Sassy's. And oh, I love Sassy's. Yeah. You can never go wrong. The amount of dates I've ended up that ended up at Sassy's like at the end of like, I, I uh, saw on, I saw like, Big Frida perform at Big Sassy's after like as a secret show. Amazing. It was that's incredible. The, oh Portland, Oregon is where <laughs> I'm located, guys, and that's like like how me and Shannon had our our friendship was here. Um, yeah. Now she's on her I'm nomad home. life, which I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back often. I'll be I'll be back in your life, and we'll go to Sassy's. Oh my gosh, thoughts. But yeah, so we're at Sassy's. I'm having like I love watching the dancers there. They're so talented, so strong. Um, I'm I like having th- a drink. I saw three on a pole one time. Like at that, at like for Big Frida, there were three on a pole. Like it's so impressive. Yeah. It's so it's so mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, so he goes off into like a room and I'm like, bro, like literally, I'm just like waiting for you to be done. Like, this is not that challenging. And I was like, his friend was super interesting. We were having a great conversation. It was hilarious. And one of them had given me a bunch of one. So I like had a bunch of cash on me. I'm sitting at the trip club. probably. You're at the rack. You're like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like having a great time. And this guy goes like off to do his own thing. I was like, whatever. Like I like. It takes a lot to phase me in that regard. Then he comes back and he's like, you're too drunk. You need to leave. And my girl, you've seen me too drunk. Like it takes a lot. And I'm like on a second date. I don't really know this guy. Like I'm not going to get belligerent. Mm -mm. Like if I was with it enough to know that this is what was happening. And also he's on a bunch of shrooms. I was like offended. I was like, one, you don't, you don't know me. Also, you don't need to tell me that I'm too drunk. Also, I've had like two drinks. So like you can go fuck yourself. No kidding. And so I left, (laughs) I get home. I still had all this money in my in my pockets from the strip club so I like made <laughs> money on this date yes and he was a total asshole and I was just like are you serious like hell yeah no. I um, mean not for that, you but like that's like a very silly story it was pretty silly um yeah and then you know the weird commu- the communication afterwards is always strange it was like very passive aggressive like why do you hate me like all this stuff I'm like <laughs> what like are you serious um I just wish yeah. guys communicating the, the the ghosting and communication with men and I know women do it too I've been a ghoster sure. I yeah, actually same. this last time around when I was dating I made a I like actually made an effort to when I knew I wasn't interested it was actually a practice of again practice of boundaries I made a really good effort of being like hey um it was really nice thanks for I always say thank you for making time with me because I think like what my love language is also quality time. And I always think in people, I think people's time is their most expensive asset because you, you don't get that back. And so I always thank people for their time. And, you know, even if it's like my, my line kind of sounds cheesy, but I actually mean it. I'm like, it was really great knowing you, but I just don't feel a connection. And, um, I hope that, you know, we, I like, they don't feel a connection. Um, but thank you for your time. Like, you know, best luck, best of luck out there. Something like that. I always feel weird saying best of luck out there. Cause it's like, all right, buddy, <laughs> like get out there. Better luck next Slugger. time. <laughs> Slugger. Amazing. Like, like you tried to play <laughs> the game, but you weren't that good. But I, but again, do you know the amount of men who are like, thank you for just letting me know. And I'm like, be a person, just 
tell right. people it's always so shocking to me that men just think, well, if I just don't say something, they'll go away. And I'm like, you, this is where crazy, when you talk about the crazy girl, oh, she's going to go crazy. Like, I just, I don't think they understand that that creates, <laughs> that creates crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it really does. And especially if you, I don't know, I'm going to go on a team here. So I'm just going to stop myself because there's, I have a lot of thoughts here. <laughs> and we have to get into our big dick, little dick energy game. Oh my God. Yes. I've been so, waiting. <laughs> yeah. So this was actually, <laughs> she, I've been telling Shannon, she's going to be on the podcast talking about this stuff, which I think you'll be a um, returning guest. Cause we have a lot <laughs> around this topic to talk about <laughs> and our dating adventures. <laughs> uh, but this is kind of the whole Based upon we've come to like, you know, dating our really our friendship, like talking about dating. And, and I'm gonna be honest, this conversation that we have is pretty on par to how we talk to each other. Would you say so? In like Yeah, I'll be honest. Like I was really nervous about doing this because one, and you know this, you're a female entrepreneur. I feel like most podcasts I've been on have leaned more towards my professional journey and the work that I do in the world and that is very different. <laughs> I know that's kind of the reason life. I wanted to do this because like I normally, cause I'm, I've been on two podcasts. I'm starting to be on more podcasts for like my work. And mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to do something fun because I listen to a lot of comedian yeah. podcasts and I'm like, I could do sure. that. Oh, <laughs> so absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. So I'm uh, like, yeah. this, is, this is fun. So I'm like, I have, but I also feel like there's people I've been so blessed in my life to have attracted I feel like I'm the person that attracts interesting people and I have very I'm like can zone in and have like a really great conversation ours tend to be accumulated voice messages which I love because <laughs> I don't always have the time to answer a phone call so exactly. I'm sure same with you um I mean we're going to Pilates at different times of the day actually I was at Pilates I mean, before we this. have to like sync our Pilates schedules so that we can then chat afterwards <laughs> because this is a crucial part of our <laughs> our wellness <laughs> So I'm, but Shannon, uh, she, she like messaged me being like, so when we do the podcast, we should do a game called big dick or little dick energy and just say statement. Well, we've been talking about big dick energy and like <laughs> it can encompasses, it encompasses so much. And yes. yeah. do you want to tell the, 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 you know, what people, what big dick energy is for those that don't know? It's a confidence. It is just a sheer knowing that. <laughs> should a situation happen where you're about to get down like you are confident in what you're packing and how you're going to use it and how you're going to make the other person feel that is my summary of big dick energy um, yeah yeah I mean I sure. guess if, and, for like for like if you know women could use it as like it's I, I've, like I've heard it used it's just used like all around so if it's something yeah. that doesn't, I mean, I've heard people say like juicy pussy energy for like women. Oh, I guess you interesting. Could, so you could say, you could say that for like women, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess I, that, that could work, that could work. But, um, so, but for us, we're going to go with like, this is like, you know, a uh, big dick energy or little dick energy. So the way this game's going to work is we're going to say like, a, and it's, it might get silly, <laughs> But like an action that a man <laughs> takes or does, or even could be like just a thing, like a, I could say like a, a Ferrari is that big, you know, like we can do it. Like you could do object too. 
Okay. Wait, so, so have you already planned these out or are we going to no, be we're, this is we're, 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 we're off the cuff. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. can... <laughs> Um, I can, why don't we go with, you had one that you had, I think you said like holding the door. Oh yeah. Holding the door for someone, regardless of gender. I think that's big dick energy. I think it's nice. It's just being, con- I, I think agree. it's because it's being considerate of somebody. It doesn't mean big like, energy. you know, it doesn't mean like, oh, you can't hold the door yourself. It's just like, Hey, I'm noticing you. I'm being considerate of you. Yeah. What about a, uh, a lifted truck little dick energy <laughs> so much compensation also like bro listen to greta and save the environment yeah i mean i i like i've never understood the lifted truck there's a guy that was in my college uh class or like lived on the street for me and he spent more money trying to lift his truck and couldn't pay like his bills for college i'm just like what are you doing <laughs> I'm sure there is a scenario in which that is a needed function, but yeah. I've, I don't, I don't know what that function is and I don't understand why one would do it. So there's, there's my what do, do you, ignorance. Do you, do, you, do you have, do you have a thought? What would be your, your, do you have, would you have one? For you to respond to? Yeah. Um, Men that tell you directly what they want. I mean, I sexual I, or otherwise. Ooh, I, I like that. I think that's big dick energy. I agree. I mean, I'm a big fan of direct communication and not guessing. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's like that's a good one. For the men out there, be clear. <laughs> be very clear. <laughs> tell me what you would like and <laughs> what we're going to eat <laughs> and when we're, <laughs> we're going to go to dinner, <laughs> what you're going to feed me the next morning. <laughs> uh, do we want parents <laughs> or a man? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, I would, my therapist actually, we were talking about what I wanted. <laughs> this is a very vulnerable moment for me. <laughs> we kind of like summarize it. She's like, Jenna, I think you want a babysitter. <laughs> like, I think that's actually what I need. I think I just want a babysitter. <laughs> turn off like sometimes I when I get in those moments like I wish my dog could turn into like a person I could be like can't you just take me for a walk can't you just like can I just sleep all day like I want someone to cuddle with me I just want someone to maybe go grocery shopping once in a while we're just like doing this by ourselves like make make me, me pizza. make an appointment make me pizza make, touch my touch butt, my butt. yes that was when you <laughs> first you know, that was when I first decided that I was like, yes, I need to be Shannon's friend because you said that and we were, on the, you said that to me and I was like, I've never, I, I didn't know anyone. I mean, but that was also, I know that like people were saying kind of like, that was like being said a lot, but I was like, I truly, like, I love pizza. One time I ate pizza, like three days in a row as my only meal. <laughs> and I had no problem with that, but man, if a guy showed, if like, Someone I was seeing showed up with pizza and then was just like, ah, I'd love that. Just like rope yeah. me and eat pizza, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> really? I feel like this conversation around expectations and standards come up all the time. It's like, yes, I have high standards of people. Like I feel like mm-hmm. those that I have in my life, romantic or platonic or whatnot, like are very high quality human. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like 
all I really want is like snacks and someone to touch my bed. Like that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that is not. It's just wanting attention, like authentic, authentic, like, oh, actually, yeah. Authentic, like human, like being, I know that like in dating, you're basically trying to kind of people are not necessarily in their, like, they're trying to show off. Right. And like, I think that's kind of what I hate about the apps is like, people are trying really hard and like, it's in a way that sort of feels inauthentic to how they are. Like when I, I love when I meet, I've met a lot of guys that I've actually really liked by going, like being at weddings or through friends, because I got to see how they were with their friends. And I got to be like, Oh, well, first off, they have friends. (laughs) Check. (laughs) And like, look at how goofy they're being. Like they're able to embarrass. Like, I mean, I think big dick energy is being able to like dance on the dance floor, even if you don't have a person there, like, you know, just being like unapologetically you that's big dick energy, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think like, um, big dick, little dick energy. I don't know. Maybe this, I don't know if this question works for that, but we'll see. Um, a guy that still talks to his ex and has like a relationship and like has like a friendship with them that's really close I mean it's probably big dick energy (laughs) but I don't know I feel like if it's a respectful relationship yeah that would be a positive thing for me um yeah that they have the maturity level to like and it's not like a secretive thing or yeah if you can be transparent about it if you've done the work to heal from whatever pain an ex relationship would Mm -hmm. have on you. Like, I don't know. I feel like it could get really tricky with like the communication, the consistency, like what type of communication, how involved are you in that person's life? Yeah. That I think can get a little bit blurry, but I do really pay attention to how people talk about their exes. I think it's, it's so crucial to like, if they can be respectful, like I even have caught myself being like, I need to, whenever I'm talking about like, I mean, I haven't had like a serious relationship for like 10 years and I have started changing around how I talk about him. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. he just wasn't the person for me. And more and more, I'm like, I don't even know if I was actually in love with him. Like I was more in love with maybe the idea of being in the relationship. Yeah. You know? So I, it's interesting because you, so much of relationship is how you're projecting yourself into it and what you're, I mean, it takes two to tango. I always say that, but like, you're such a different person you grow. And especially if you've had a relationship in your twenties, like you grow so much. I mean, I give props to people who got married to like their high school sweethearts and are still married. Cause I'm just like, your frontal lobes were not developed then. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's wild. Like I think I'm... about myself at like 21 and like where I am now, I'm like, whoa. Like, I think the core of who I am is the same, mm-hmm. but the way I view the world, the way, the way I view relationships, the way I view myself, like the work I've had to do on myself since then, like I still have like a really, really beautiful relationship with my like ex. Like we have, I, I think, respect for each other. Like we are still in communication in a very loving way and he's moved on he's doing his own thing but like there's sometimes I wish we could just like debrief and be like I was a monster to you like I'm so sorry you know I have thought that so many times and I'm and I realize I'm like oh but that's why it wouldn't have worked with my ex because he 
he could not, he would never be able to even think that way because that's just not how his brain worked. And he didn't have the emotional availability to even that, like like that thought would have never crossed his path, which is why we were not a good couple because I wanted emotional availability and someone to dive deep and understand. And he just was not, that was just never something he was going to be able to offer me. And when I think about- I didn't have the tools to do that at that age. Like, I think I was a very- emotionally like stunted person up until like my mid 20s late 20s till now because I didn't I didn't know how to access those things and I think I wanted them and didn't know how to articulate that and so like that's play like the cool girl energy of just like I'm just not going to bring up how I feel because I don't even know how to identify what I'm feeling right now oh my gosh that's like what happened to me I was starting to pick fights because I wanted to feel something and then and so like I was just like because I was like when you when you have I mean you, it's like you have to listen to your body. If like you have a need that's yeah. not being met, met and you don't know where it's coming from, I had a tendency to just push and push with him and start arguments, which was not, but I had been playing the cool girl role my whole life, especially with men. Like, yeah. oh, it's okay. That's cool. I'm fine. I'm fine. The amount yeah, of times I said totally. fine because I was afraid that if I said anything that was in opposition, I would get dumped. And mm-hmm. You know, because we had had a track record, there's one time we broke up for like maybe two days because we just had had some, like we had an argument and he was like, well, we're, we're fighting. So we probably shouldn't be together. And I'm like, do you realize that mm. people, like couples fight? Like it's a, fighting like, is so important. It's so healthy. If you can do it with respect and understanding and allow for the spaciousness to like work through it together. Totally. But so. yeah, I think when we're younger, we're taught like, oh, we're fighting. So therefore this is not a good relationship. Well, yeah, we're just like, oh, we saw all these movies that are like this. And this means it's supposed to always be happy and never bad. Like in awe of, of like people that I know that are married. I don't know. There's not very many. There's a few that are still together. And I'm just like, man, you must've just been lucky. And you just must've been, you grew together instead of apart. Mm-hmm. And that's just always, cause I'm just like, man, I was such a different person from 18 to 37. I'm just like, not, Again, same core person, but so many different skills, so many different like, you know, things that happen, especially also with like dating apps being playing a role. I mean, I didn't join a dating app until I was 27, which was like when I went through my big breakup with that person. The early days of Tinder were so fun. Like there were so (laughs) many more, there were so many more options on the table. And I remember when I first got on it, like you could only have an iPhone. There was no age parameters. I remember like getting on it and texting my, my college or like my grad school roommate who was, he was a guy. And I was like, yo, you have to get on this. You will love this. (laughs) It's like, it's wild. And I'm pretty sure he met his like next person on it. And he's like, yeah. Um, but it's worked for some people. I was in therapy recently and my therapist was asking about my experience on the apps. I was like, well, it's been 10 years and I'm still single. So like, I can't say I've been successful. I, I have what more... does success look like, I guess, but. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the biggest thing is like what I've gleaned from, cause I'll go on an app and then go off an app. Cause I'll just be like, I'm exhausted. Like, because it feels so transact, it starts feeling transactional, not in um just kind of like a numbers game. Right. And I'm like, I'm Absolutely. not, whenever I feel like I'm out of, feeling like I'm like, I'm like, I have to do this because it'll help me meet someone. And then when I start getting like that, instead of it being fun, I start, 
like it just becomes overwhelming and exhausting. And, um, but I think it's just because there's so many options now and there's so many different apps. Like when it was just Tinder, it was just Tinder. And I think right. people, you know, you had to, I've never been on eHarmony, um, but like, or okay, maybe I want to okay keep it once. And there was way too many questions to answer. When like when a, when an app is making <laughs> me work so hard, I'm just like, ugh. I it's lose. so hard. It's like, how do you be nonchalant about it? Right? It's like there's mm-hmm. a casual element to the apps that is probably also detrimental because it's just like, well, if this isn't going to work, it's like on to the next. But you're really, I've said this and I don't mean this, but like you're kind of sifting through the trash. And it's like you're hoping to find something sparkly, but there's just such an oversaturation of humans and different types of humans on well, apps like thing, Tinder. The thing is, I always think like, I remember I met somebody at a wedding that I would have never swiped on if he was on an app. Just like I probably wouldn't have swiped on him. And yeah, totally. And I just am like, man, there's these people, there's like lots of options out there. And it's so funny when you were said like you're swiping through the trash, like we're trash to some people. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and I'm it's aware just of like that. it's just so funny to think like, okay, like there's I try to I really try to like look at it with a good, like a clear lens of like, because I think more you hear you hear everybody bitch about online dating. Like it's not this like. There's a lot of people like, oh, there's I just bitch like- about every type of dating. I bitch about <laughs> it's not just online dating. Some of my worst horror stories are people that I've met out in the world, out in the wild. And I feel like that's scarier because you don't actually know what this person's looking for. And they are also making assumptions about what you're looking for, which have consistently been very off base for me. Yeah. So I, I, just to be clear, I will bitch about dating across the board, not well, just online dating. <laughs> it's just, it's weird because I, um, I came from like a background of like, I got my first boyfriend at 15 and then he cheated on me. And then I got another, like, I was one of those people who like consistently never had to be single until I was 27. So I was like Miss Serial Monogamous and never had I ever had to worry about like, I just like a guy just was there that I was interested in and we started dating. And yeah, becoming single at 27 and I'm 37 it's been just like situationship to just going on, like, you know, what you said, like <laughs> you, sometimes you've only made it past two, two dates before it, it's over. And that's my, like, yeah, that's my recent my, track record. And mine's wild. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just interesting because people have so much op- opportunity to be always putting, yeah. having somebody on deck, but then they're on deck to somebody else. So we're in this vicious yeah. cycle of being non a non-committal vicious cycle because their grass is always greener. I'm I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm myself is included in this, but I also think, you know, it's just kind of like I always. It's hard when you really start to like somebody and then you're just like, oh, the other shoe drops, and you don't want that to happen. But it's like you get so excited and that you put all this energy into really liking this person and being excited when they text you, you know, that really fun mm-hmm. phase when you're just like, and you've had like good sex already and it's just like really fun. And then all of a sudden you're just like, wait, what happened? Like, why, yeah. why did you, why did you just stop talking to me? Like, mm-hmm. like we're more than friends at this point. Like, I know we haven't had right. the define the relationship talk, but like, you're, would you do that to your, your friend? Like, I always think, would you just right. stop talking to your friend? It's just, it's wild to me. <laughs> yeah. The change-up's always really hard, especially if you have consistent communication with someone. And yeah, you maybe haven't had the talk about being exclusive, but you're seeing each other regularly or you're like texting often, you know, like 
when you make it known that you're thinking about each other and then that changes without notice, then I think that's like the crazy making that we were talking about earlier. It's like mm-hmm. whether it's ghosting or not responding or just, you know, not knowing what happened that made things go so drastically different so quickly I had someone tell me recently that like it's really not about you and sure that sounds like really cliche to say but it's right that's totally right it's true like especially if things are going well and you really can't so I feel like you and I are both pretty self-aware and reflective humans and so a lot of it for me is less about ego and more about wanting to be I did something hurtful if I did something wrong like I want to know and I want to learn and I want to, yeah, be held accountable for, for those things. And I've had a couple of situations, more than a couple of situations where I've been ghosted and whether that's like after a couple of dates or after a couple of months and that change up for me at first, like was really hard because I don't really get a lot of attention from people. Like if I'm in consistent communication with someone, it's like a new thing. And when that goes away, I have this like anxiety of like, Oh, like I, I, I really enjoyed that. And I, you know, this kind of like to your, don't put all your eggs in one basket theory, but we can go back to that. But I think what's interesting is like, you don't know what's happening with someone else. And like, they really don't have the capacity to use the right words to communicate what's happening. Like, that's really sad. And also like, it's good good data, right? Like it's good data. And they always come back. They at some point you're gonna know what happened. It's not gonna be immediate, but that's been my my experience. And that's like kind of what gives me a little bit more grace in those moments of like, I'm curious. And also like if you wanna leave, like I'm not gonna try to convince you to stay. Like that is a big thing for oh, me. I, but I don't yeah. But eventually they'll always I shouldn't say always, most times they'll come back around and I'll like understand or get more to the story doesn't mean I excuse it doesn't mean that like we're gonna get back together or even continue our communication but there's like a sense of validation that I get in those moments where I'm like oh word okay yeah you're popping back in here got it cool 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 yeah it's and it's it's crazy that that becomes the norm well Mm -hmm. I kind of uh I actually think that we have to wrap up it's uh it's that time (laughs) it's that time (laughs) And I just was so, I'm, there's so much more that we could go over, but I really appreciate you taking your time to be here and spend time with me talking about things we talk about all the time and maybe influencing some people out there that are feeling in the same boat and can just have a sense of validation about it, you know? So that's, that's where we're at. All right. Well, thanks so much for making the space and taking the time and congrats on starting this. This is huge. Well, that was just so much fun. I absolutely love Shannon. I love what she's brought to the podcast. I hope that you guys had a lot of fun. I have resources to the two books we referenced earlier on in the podcast within the podcast uh, description details, If should you want to check those out. Um, thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to uh, seeing you next time. <laughs>